As you know, the On Farm podcast is brought to you by the team at Seen and Heard PR and Marketing. And I just wanted to remind you about a new initiative that's happening here called On Record. On Record is a project to preserve voices, stories and memories for the future with your very own audio recording. So we're recording memories of rural life. We're travelling around Scotland, working with families and organisations to capture precious voices of family members or staff members or long-serving office bearers to preserve those for posterity and sometimes for historical value. So if you think this project is something that you'd like to be involved in and maybe you have a grandparent or a parent that you'd like to capture on audio while you can, please do get in touch. You can find out more at onrecordmemories.co.uk. Hello and welcome back to On Farm. My name is Anna Davis and today we are going to be talking about women in agriculture. But before we come on to that conversation, I have dragged Monty out of his office and got him chatting to me today because we are completely and utterly bowled over and humbled and pleased and delighted actually at the level of response to our podcast last week. It was a very hard episode for Monty to record with some really tough content but we wanted as many people as possible to listen to it and many hundreds of people have listened to it so thank you for that. Um, Monty, how are you feeling about the response to, to last week's episode and perhaps you could, for those who haven't yet heard it, tell us very briefly what it was about. Yeah, thanks, Anna. Um, yes, I, I, I'm delighted. So that the the podcast was, it was a very somber podcast to make, as you as you say. Um, the, the first part of it was a, an interview with a chap called Jamie Brand, and he's the brother of an East Lothian farmer, who sadly took his own life earlier this year. Um, Grant Brand. And yeah, the, the, the first part of last week's episode was an interview with Jamie. Some powerful messages, basically all about what we need to look out for with our friends, with our family, with others in the farming community and, and just and people in general in terms of mental health. And, and, and a big message about keep talking. What we've seen is that just the amount of support that people have offered, how willing they've been to help us, had Grant actually known just what was around him, the metaphorical hug of all the friends and neighbours and people that we didn't really know that well who've just turned up, you know, with a pan of soup, that help and support was always there because people dropped everything to come and help. And so it's just to make sure that people actually understand that the help and support is available it doesn't need to come to this. There is no problem that is so big that it cannot be sorted. Yeah, last week's episode was a, was a was a hard one to make. Um, the the, the subject of 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 suicide and, and mental health was was difficult to cover, but I'm blown away. I'm absolutely blown away with the the reaction to to the episode. Um, Importantly, though, importantly, we cannot stop at that because the messages in that episode are so important and I just want more people to listen to it. We often say that. We often say share our episodes and listen to our episodes. And we would say that because, you know, we're passionate about this podcast. But that episode in particular, 
deserves to be heard and there's some important messages in there well yeah and and it's evidenced i think by the fact that so many people have left some really quite powerful comments um about the episode and about the bravery of those who took part and also you know we were very humbled as well because people were very pleased with the fact that we covered it and the integrity that that that, that shows from everybody who took part and as you say we're not we're not going to stop there and um I think, you know, men and women deal with these things differently, but it goes without saying, I think, that everybody finds it difficult to talk about, finds mental health difficult to talk about. And we're trying to, collectively with many others across the sector, just trying to do our bit to make it a bit easier to talk about these things. And I suppose that's what leads us into this episode. This episode touches on mental health, but I suppose more from the point of view of trying to build resilience as far as possible amongst people. This next episode is about women in agriculture specifically, and as I say, they maybe deal with things differently, but um, it's about a programme which is a personal development programme which is enabling or giving the opportunity for more women to open up about some of the struggles that they're facing, um, which may be practical, but they may actually be mental health related and give people a safe space to explore these feelings and hopefully come out stronger out, out of the other side. So a very different approach to talking about mental health this week, but hopefully still very important because building a bit of resilience can only be a good thing, I think. And I suppose the one thing I would say is we're talking about women in agriculture, but if you are a man in ag- agriculture, please don't stop listening to this. I think in a way it's just as relevant for men to listen to this next 35 minutes as it is for women. Um, so please do listen. It, it's fascinating and interesting. And it, what it does is highlight what I think is a massive, massive opportunity for women working within the agricultural sector across the next two years. So please do keep listening. Hi, my name is Morna Roni. I am the founder of the People Portfolio. We run some key uh, development programmes such as Women Returner programmes where we help women who've had a career break get back into the workplace and um, personal development programmes such as the the Be Your Best Self programme with the, the Scottish Government. Which we are going to come and talk about in quite a lot of detail shortly. So thank you very much, Morna. Um, Kirsty, can I ask you to introduce yourself, please? Yeah, hi, Anna. Uh, hi, Morna. My name is Kirsty Ritchie and I'm one half uh, of Mind and Mission. Louise and I uh, co-founded Mind and Mission three years ago now. Our background was uh, mainly in uh, in corporate land. Uh, I'm a career chartered accountant and uh, Louise worked in HR for, for many years. And we we both suffered a mental health decline um, at the end of, of those careers and decided to retrain in psychotherapy. And that's where we met. And uh, the more we talked, the more we realised that we had a passion for supporting others. So we put our heads together and, uh, and and founded Mind and Mission. And what we do now is we support individuals and organisations to become mentally fit. And, and that's through consultancy, through uh, coaching and counselling and through education as well. And we've been working quite closely with uh, the people portfolio recently on uh, on several projects. One, of course, being the Be Your Best Self uh, project alongside the the Scottish government. 
Great. Thank you both. So yes, that's what we are talking about today is the Be Your Best Self program. We, we're we all working on it together. I'm involved in this as well. And a number of others, not just the three of us, but we couldn't have everybody uh, on the podcast today. Uh, a number of others. Um, Mona, I wonder if you could just give us a little bit of background. To We know, um, as you've mentioned, it's a Scottish government funded program. Um, can you tell us a little bit of background as to how the Be Your Best Self program came to exist in the first place? Yes, so this was as a result of the Women in Agriculture Task Force report that was published a few years ago that looked at the role of women in the sector, um, specifically in Scotland, and uh, it came up with a number of recommendations for how to give women a bigger voice in the sector. And one of those was a personal development programme. And a pilot was run uh, for uh, Be Your Best Self 2019-2020. And our programme now is an extension of that. Um, So so we've evolved it and and we're going to be running it for for the next two years. But it's it's really as a result of the work of the the Women in Agriculture Task Force that that it came to be in the first place. Be Your Best Self is quite a powerful title, actually. What do you think, kind of in slightly overarching terms, the goals are? What are, what are we talking about? Where, where do we want to get to here with, with the, the creation and the running of this programme? Uh, that's quite a wide question, actually. I could probably talk all day about that one. Um, when we put our heads together on this one, um, because uh, the people Portfolio Mind and Mission had done work previously, uh, we really felt that mental health, along with more personal education and more tailored uh, education and development, putting those two together was going to be really important. Very much Be Your Best Self is around helping individuals, um, the the women who are going to be involved in, in the programme, the participants, to understand themselves to a huge degree so that the first part of the program is uh, is called realizing yourself that is primarily around self-awareness so it's about helping the women to really take back some power uh, take back some control help them to understand who they are um, what motivates them um, and to understand what is it about their lives and what is it about um, their their position at the moment that they perhaps want to change? And it's about giving them the tools and the power to be able to do that. And we do that through various different methods. There's a lot of interaction, um, a lot of discussion on on various different topics. So around self-awareness, around control, there's some uh, cognitive behavioural therapy in there as well. Um, and then it, it moves, the programme moves into the more personal development area and it takes that, we look at it in sort of circles. So the first circle is the individuals really look at themselves and then it goes wider and they look at how they interact with the environment and then they look wider still and it's how they interact with the outside world. Uh, and you're, you're right, the, the name of the programme says it all. So, so it's about enabling women to be their, their best self. So it's whatever that means for them. So, so for some women, it might be about taking up leadership roles in the sector and really trying to, to drive things through by being a part of committees, leadership teams that have historically tended to be very male dominated. For other women, it might be about starting a, a new uh, business w- w- within their farm or small holding or whatever it might be, an idea that they've been germinating for a while but haven't moved forward with. 
For others, it might be something smaller than that. And it, and it might be j just really getting a better understanding of themselves so that they can have a, a stronger voice in some of the conversations that they're having with their workmates or family members or whoever it might be. So it will be different for everyone that takes part in terms of what their aims are. But for us, the aim is to enable them to do whatever that thing is and to give them some confidence to help them build their self-esteem and to, to, to give them some tools and techniques so you know by understanding for example their strengths a little better to understand the sorts of barriers and things that might be holding them back and to share those with other women I, I, you know I think there's a big piece here about that feeling that you're not alone and actually understanding that other people feel the same as you and how the women can support each other as they move forward so as Kirsty said the, the beginning of the programme where Mind and Mission are heavily involved is that internally facing piece. Myself and my colleague Helen, we do this at a middle part of the programme, which we call showing up. And, th and that's this piece about exploring your fears and doubts and hopes and sharing them with each other, understanding your strengths a little bit better. And then the other member of the consortium who we haven't mentioned yet is a lady called Nikki Tierney, who, who works with a company called Leeway. And she'll do the final part of the programme and that's where it becomes very externally focused. So this is about understanding the dynamics of group discussions, how you can use the strengths that we've been talking about in those discussions, how to make your interventions as effective as they can be and how to support and amplify the contributions of others as well so that you become a bit of an advocate for, for, for others that that's the kind of end point of the program where we start we as trainers move away and then we we will look at to support the women to, to to carry on interacting with each other going forward a word that i see um on social media and in print a lot of the time in the context of every woman, you know, men as well, but, you know, we're, we're talking about women here. Um, in, t in the context of every woman is this word overwhelm. Mona, you, you've, is that something that's coming across that actually people feel as though this overwhelm is something that they're experiencing and that they effectively want help, need help to, to overcome that? And that's just part of the process. But by being able to sort of take better control of that, kind of other things start to, to, to fall into place. Is that is that common or is that just my observation no that that's absolutely present and you know so many women that I've been speaking to talk about the juggling or the plate spinning that they're having to do with the, their involvement in whatever business it might be many of them having a part-time job at the same time and then caring responsibilities whether that's for children elderly parents it's the whole sandwich generation thing you know on top of everything else and then you add the pandemic in and Brexit, of course. And I think there is this feeling that, gosh, you know, I'm feeling quite overwhelmed with it all now. And I know there's more stuff coming over the horizon. You know, that feeling of not having control over what's going to happen next is very difficult to manage. And that's why the, the piece that Mind and Mission are bringing to this, the mental fitness piece, is so important. Yeah, Kirsty, I mean, I, perhaps I chose the wrong word. I don't know. Overwhelm is maybe just a kind of trendy word at the moment. But at the same time, to me, it's pretty descriptive. Are you, are you finding that that's something people are, are really challenged by and do do you think that the be your best self is going to help people to to overcome that as one of their challenges yeah I mean o overwhelm pretty much describes the last year and a half doesn't it it's uh, 
you know, the, I've, I've lost family members the, the last year and a half. We've been trying to build a business during that time as well. Um, you know, having nothing coming in financially myself during, you know, a, a really difficult period. And I, I think everyone can connect with that term. I think there's there's absolutely no doubt about that. For us, having the psychological support at the start of the programme will help these individuals, these participants, to really think about where they are directing their energy. So when we direct our energy to things that we can't control, we sort of lose that sense of power. That's very much, I think, what's coming through over the last couple of years is there's just so much out there. There's so much that is grabbing our attention and dragging us into a negative place. But when we direct our energy to the things that we can control, which is pretty much this very small circle, and it's all about ourselves, we can only really control what we do and what we say. Um, when we direct our energy there, our focus there, we give ourselves a sense of power. And the more we focus there, the more we feel in control, the more our self-esteem and our confidence will improve and, and build over time. So part of the programme is really focusing on, on that control aspect and helping everyone to see where they've been putting all their energy and helping them to bring that back and bring it back to the things that they can influence and the things that they can control. You know, it's that term, isn't it? Being able to see the woods for the trees. So it's about really cutting back some of that stuff that you can just do nothing about. Mona, I'm going to come, come to you next. Um, obviously, before we finish this podcast, we're going to tell people the practicalities, how to find out more and how to sign up. But before we do that, that'll be later. We've talked about overwhelm. We've talked about, you know, the, the juggling, as you mentioned, people are juggling so many balls. Um, somebody might be listening to this and think, well, th this is just one more thing I haven't got time for. Or they might be thinking, I really love the idea of this, but the idea of sharing with people is intimidating. Um, so, you know, the time thing, how, how can people, can we help people to justify the fact that, that spending a little bit of time by enrolling in this programme is going to be so worthwhile at the end? I think that's right. You know, whatever stage we're at in our careers, however old we are, we need to continue to invest in ourselves and take that time to to just stop and reflect about what we're doing. And it's 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 a hugely valuable thing to do, whatever stage you're at in your career. Um, and I get that, you know, when you're feeling overwhelmed already, uh, adding something else into the mix just feels like a, a step too far. But what we've done is we've divided up the programme. So it's, the, the, the programmes, most of them will be uh, online so that, you know, there's no travel time or whatever. And we've tried to make it as accessible as possible. And we've divided it up into sort of bite-sized chunks. So there's not sort of whole days that people need to commit to this. So there are a number of sessions. Most of them are between three and three and a half hours in, in length on, on Zoom. We've scheduled them within school hours. So, you know, if people do have uh, school-aged children, hopefully that's the best time for them too. What I would say, though, is if someone is struggling to meet the, uh, the you know, a, a programme schedule, still talk to us because we're looking at running a face-to-face -face group at some point for people who don't have maybe the broadband connectivity 
or if actually if three full days out would suit someone better and they'd rather do that face to face you know we can look at that too so I would say you know whatever your circumstances are get in touch and we'll see if if we can work something out that suits you the other thing I think I would say is if someone is um worried about you know not being able to to speak in public not having the self-esteem and self-confidence to maybe take up leadership positions or whatever it might be coming on this course is a bit of a safe space to practice that I was speaking to a lady yesterday and again not to break any confidences but this was a big thing for her was to be able to to speak up and have her voice heard in, in business decisions you know, what she was saying was that being part of the course will let her practice that with the other women to, to join in the conversations and get used to doing that. And the more you get used to doing it, the more natural it will become. So, you know, having that supportive group of other women who are in the same place is actually a great safe way to, to practice what you're going to be doing at the end of the course, if that makes sense. One of the biggest challenges is that fear can hold us back not just about, you know, we're, we're overwhelmed, this is one more thing, but I think at a more fundamental level, the, the fear of change, the fear of putting themselves out there, the fear of taking a risk can be quite debilitating in a lot of people. And I know I've, I've, I've had that myself, really just that being able to almost turn around and face that fear it's it's the one fundamental aspect that is going to really help people to move forward is to just take that one step and sign up you know like Morna and the girls and Nikki and myself and Louise we're all really down to earth we've had all of our challenges with family with kids with jobs we've struggled we've laughed we've you know made mistakes we have all been through what, what many, many of the women that are coming onto this programme have been through. We are not, at least I don't think, we are intimidating in the slightest. And I think, you know, one conversation with Morna and Helen, and you'll see that, that we're just really quite down-to-earth, decent, normal people. And that's what the programme is about. It's about coming together collectively as a group. It's not corporate. It's not... It's not this sort of posh programme that you're going to go on and you've got to be a certain way. You're there to be yourself and you're there to draw out the, the best in yourself. And, you know, that's the name of the programme is really helping you to navigate what you've been experiencing, why you've been experiencing it and doing something about it. And it just takes one phone call or one email and, you know, from that point on, hopefully you would start to feel better and feel really energised and motivated for the programme. Yes. I mean, wow, that, yeah, that was brilliantly put and I think so relevant. And and I think, you know, I'm not saying other sectors are, are not like this, but certainly, you know, my experience is within the agricultural sector. And, you know, I know personally and and through work, so many people who would put off doing something like that because they feel as though their needs are secondary to the farm business their needs are secondary to their husband their needs are secondary to the children often their needs they feel as though their needs are secondary to the blooming animals and they're just not taking the decision to do something for their own well-being and you know I think um 
one favour that the pandemic might have done us is that people do talk about it a little bit more and say, you know, um, and I feel as though I, I can't be the best possible mum unless I'm doing something for myself. If if I was uncared for and miserable, I would also be being a rubbish mum. And I'm not a brilliant mum all of the time. But when you, when you when you put your own well-being a little bit higher than it was, you can do so much more for other people. So actually, you know, it's it's a virtuous circle, in, in my opinion. And if if we neglect ourselves for too long, you know, as I've seen happen to people, you forget you forget who you are and you forget that you've got your own needs and you, you lose your voice. As you said, Mona, this is about allowing people to feel as though their voice is valid, isn't it, really? That's one one of the things. That's right. And it's interesting the way you just put that, Anna, because I think it's it reminded me about, you know, a, a programme that we ran earlier this year, which was up for women returners going, going back into to the workplace. And um, similar that, you know, they were juggling family and caring responsibilities and all the rest of it and going back to work. And I remember one of the ladies saying to me, when I go back to work, I'm going to have a lot less time on my hands. But one of the things I'm going to make sure I keep doing and just keep that time for myself is my yoga class. So she used to go to yoga when the children were at school and, you know, she was at home. But she said, no, I'm going to start going to an evening class to, to do my yoga. And so it means I'm going to have less time with the family. But I know how important that is for me. So it just brought that back to mind for me there. And I think whatever that that thing is for you <laughs> to find the time and space to do it and hopefully our program will be the start of getting them to think about some of that actually that's really interesting because I think yoga helped to save my sanity in lockdown I'd never done it before I signed up to an online class and that was my half an hour in the morning before anybody else got up and it was it was phenomenal but I suppose what the the other point in there is that we're not always talking about something massive here. You know, we're not talking about, you know, you have to go off to some Caribbean island for a week-long health retreat. You know, sometimes it can be something small, like sitting, reading a book or taking the dogs for a walk and getting fresh air or doing a yoga class. Um, but sometimes you've just got to put yourself first. And I think even if it's, you know, not intentional, I imagine that be your best self will give people the confidence to do that and remove some of the guilt that we suffer when we when we do do that I think it just comes back to that point that I made at the beginning that it's it's about what whatever you want to get from the program and, and don't don't compare yourself to other people you know I've, I've spoken to a couple of people who absolutely want to be leaders in this sector um, and they're almost there you know and I think they've got a huge amount to offer to some of the other people who I've spoken to a couple of ladies who recently have moved to Scotland um, from England and so they've set up small holdings they don't have a network here they don't really know anything about what they're doing but they just wanted a better way of life and they're loving it but they want to take it to the next level so I can already see these links from these very experienced ladies that are joining the program the knowledge that they will be able to share with these other ladies that are newer to the sector I think it's going to be fabulous sharing experience. So, you know, they'll, they'll get so much from us as trainers, but they'll get just as much from each other. Interesting point there, Mona, because I shared information about this programme on a couple of Facebook groups that I'm a member of. And 
two or three people, these are uh, UK-wide groups, and two or three people commented basically saying, God, you guys in Scotland are so lucky that you've got this programme. I wish it was running down south of the border because we would take part in a flash. So uh, we are are lucky because this is going to have a massive impact upon people's lives without them having to put their own hand in their pocket because that, you know, that's a reality as well. You know, for many people, many women in, in all sectors that, you know, they don't always have access to their own money to be able to spend on personal development. But this is all funded and and the opportunity is 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 massive. So, yeah, Mona, can you tell us a little bit about the practicalities? When are these courses running? Are there any spaces? How do people sign up? Um, that kind of thing. Absolutely. So we're recording right now uh, and and the first cohort is actually starting next week, which is the beginning of, well, end of September, beginning of October. That course is almost full. We, we've got a couple of places left, but, but by the time the podcast goes out, we'll be getting close to, to cut off for that one. The next programme is going to be running in January 2022 and actually it's almost full. Um, so I think we've got three places left. Then we have two scheduled. So we're going to fit them in sort of between lambing and the school summer holidays. So we're going to have two programmes in kind of April, uh, May, June. So, so that sort of time period. So, so those are the places that we're filling now. And then there'll be more again after the school summer holidays, so September, October time. But, but it's a two year programme. So um, even if, you you know, you might have to wait a little while for a course, do express your interest and we'll make sure we get you scheduled in. In terms of applying, so there's an application form that we would ask you to fill in. You can find that in a couple of different places. So our website, thepeopleportfolio.co.uk, has a tab at the top of it called Be Your Best Self. So you click on that, you'll find all the information and the link to the, to the application form there. Or you can go to the Scottish Government website this is a bit clunky, so sorry, it, you, you'll need a pen if you're going to write this down. It's ruralpayments.org, topics, all schemes, women in agriculture. So a little bit difficult to find, but you, you so, so perhaps the people portfolio is the easier one to go to, but you will find it on the Scottish Government website uh, in the rural payments uh, section as well. Great. Thank you, Maura. And, and I would say, actually, you know, the first, there are a few spaces left on the very first one. Don't be put off by the fact that that's soon, because sometimes I think if, if you take the bull by the horns, just do something. As you've said, nobody has to get in a car and drive anything. It's all anywhere. It's all online. So if you think you can squeeze that in in October, just do it. Why not just do, just do it now? And um, you, you're not going to regret it. Um Kirsty, we always like to be helpful to people listening to this podcast. There might be people out there who, for whatever reason, can't apply for Be Your Best Self. They can't sign up, but they might just be feeling a bit overwhelmed, as we've talked about. They might be feeling as though they're at the bottom of the pile in terms of of sort of priorities within their rural environment. Have you got any kind of tips and advice that you can give those people listening as to just how they can take back a bit more control? I mean, the first the first thing that we ever teach, really, and the first thing that Louise and I w- were taught uh, when we did our, our psychotherapy is it's about self-awareness. It really is number one. Um, you know, we Louise and I have written probably over 100,000 words of self-reflection over the period that we did our training. Um, it, it kind of begs the question, how can we effectively 
interact with the outside world or with others if we don't fully understand ourselves. So, you know, when we are self-aware, we understand our strengths, we understand our challenges, we know them inside and out, we know what drives us and we know what helps us to thrive. And we also understand um, that how we see ourselves may be different from how others see us as well. So something I would say is to, to definitely develop and work on your self-awareness. I would say most of all, really think about your strengths because it's not something that we tend to do. We te- I did a session yesterday actually, and the exercise went exactly how I thought it would go. Um, I had 12 people in a room and not one of them could think of a strength when I asked them, but every single one of them could list their challenges or list their their weaknesses or their their negative points. It's just not something that we tend to do. We tend to go for the negative. But when you understand yourself better, when you understand your strengths and how you can use those strengths to develop your weaker areas, it's much easier to build self-esteem. It's easier to grow your confidence as well. So, you know, self-awareness, it gives us a way to look at not just our challenges, but also, you know, everything that we're good at. That, that's what I would say definitely is, is work on self-awareness. I like that. It's about reframing, isn't it? And, and you're, you're so right. You know, we it's always about, oh, I can't do this and I'm no good at that. And, you know, I've got this flaw. But sometimes just by even just jotting down some of your strengths, you get you realise that, that there's there's more positivity in there than perhaps you, you give yourself credit for. Just to reiterate what you said there about, um, you, you know, you're confident that the women will get get what they want from from the programme. I mentioned earlier that there was a pilot run and, the, you know, the feedback from that was phenomenal. We didn't run that. Another organisation ran it. But, but the, you know, the evidence is there that this sort of programme does have the impact. And we're keen that it's sustainable, that it's not a course that you go on and think, oh, that was great. And then go back to normal. But but that it's sustained by the women then working together in we use the term communities of practice, but to keep the learning and to keep the support going at the end of the course is hugely important too. So I guess I just wanted to mention that as a as a kind of key takeaway. Yes, this is this is not just for Christmas. This is for life. And you want people who go through the programme to stay in touch and support each other long term. And so we're going to work hard to, to try and make sure that happens too. Yeah. Kirsty, have you got any um, any sort of final messages or anything that you think we haven't covered? For me, this this is a huge privilege to to be quite honest to to have this opportunity to support so many women over an extended period of time. You know, it's not just a small one off uh, piece of work. It's um, we we will evolve this program over time and learn from it and really refine what we do as well. I, I suppose I it was a a little bit of a personal reflection there when uh, when when Morna was talking in that I know when I had quite serious mental health decline and then I did my training and I really felt that I wish I'd known then what I know now that's what Louise and I put into all our education and all our training is to give individuals the tools the knowledge the understanding to be able to take responsibility and to help themselves and that's what this program is about for me it's about making women feel powerful instead of powerless and really helping them to help themselves which is it's really quite 
fundamental for us and that that's the privilege for us is to be able to to be a part of that so yeah just to reiterate there my thanks to Kirsty and Morna they are just two of the delivery team for for the BUS self program so there are uh, other individuals involved who who deserve thanks as well although I won't name them individually today but um, they know who they are so thank you to everybody that that's really interesting if if you're swithering just get in touch anyway if you're swithering about applying just get in touch anyway because you know you can have your questions answered and see if it's right for you but I hope that it is and I hope that those participants find it as useful as I think they will over the next couple of weeks at some point we've got another episode focusing on women in agriculture um, slightly more broadly um, speaking in terms of the challenges faced and how to level the playing field as it were and obviously be your best self is is one of those things and then it's become um, customary in our new series to recommend another podcast it's all about spreading the love and so today it seemed fitting to for me to recommend another podcast that's produced uh, about and by women in agriculture so today's recommendation actually comes from the United States But it's called the Female Farmer Project and the best way to find it uh, in the first instance and see a link to listen is on Twitter. So it's at Female Farmers, that's at Female Farmers and they do a whole range of different, cover a whole range of different topics from soil to mental health and kind of everything in between so that's our recommendation. I hope you're listening guys at the Female Farmer Project. Um, We um, I've enjoyed listening to a couple of your episodes and keep up the good work. So um, that's it for today. Um, As usual, we'll be back again next week. Um, And uh, thank you for listening. Please do spread the word.